Welcome to a new season of the Archives podcast. I'm your host and producer, Marie Valindo. You might remember that in 2017, we recorded an oral history of the school in collaboration with StoryCorps. In our last season, we pulled together many of those stories, along with archival music and interviews, to create an audio documentary of the school in honor of its 60th anniversary. But at the end of that, we were still left with a wealth of great stories we wanted to share. That brought us to our new series, which we're calling Second Half. Old Town School students will know that the second half is when classes are finished for the day and students gather together, usually in the concert hall, for an open jam led by instructors. It's been happening at the school since its inception. The jam is designed for musicians of all levels to participate at their own level and to get a chance to play with one another, whether they've just had their first guitar class or have been playing for years. So we give you Second Half, a new series drawn from the interviews we've collected with StoryCorps, featuring Old Town School folks and their stories. Chicago artist Peggy Lipschutz is about to celebrate her 100th birthday. She's been part of the Old Town School community since its earliest years, and her artwork still adorns the school walls today. You might have seen her posters depicting rhythm patterns, or her remarkable portraits of Woody Guthrie, Big Bill Brunzi, Pete Seeger, and Joe Hill. A little over a year ago, she sat down with her friend, Old Town School teacher Peg Browning, for a conversation about her work and her memories of the school. Well, my name is Peggy Lipschutz. My name's Peggy Browning. And we've been friends for years. But I think, Peg, we met through Mark. Dvorak. Oh yes. Yeah, and he. I, the story goes that he he called. He was looking for who drew the murals. Oh. And he called you up, and and he, you know, he said, "I'm looking for the person, you know, that drew those murals." And you said, "I donate to the school. They they ought to look at their <laughs> their roster." <laughs> but then we had lunch at the cafe. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, my son has a vegetarian cafe in Evanston, which is very good for musicians. Yeah, keeps them from getting too hungry. Yep. And uh, I, yes, I I met Mark through the school. Yeah, and then he brought Maura and I up to lunch, and we had lunch at the cafe. We had cobbler for the first time. That's right, and in the middle of lunch, and it was pouring with rain, he said, have you seen my book? And he got up from the table and ran out and ran a block to his car and got his book, right. which turned out to be a book of beautiful stories. Yeah. And he, besides being a fine musician, yeah. Mark is a, is a good writer. If I could, I surely would. Stand on the rock where Moses stood Pharaoh's army got drowned Oh Mary, don't you weep Oh Mary, don't you weep don't Yeah, what is chalk what what is the chalk talk? The chalk talk is a, when an artist and a musician get together and to the musician plays and sings and the artist has a big piece of paper on a board that's like, it was like 50 inches wide, 
you know, uh-huh. 36 inches high, was as high as I could reach. Uh-huh. And, and on the paper it was on it, with a big hunk of chalk, which was like a square inch cross section, a big piece of chalk that filled your hand, you knocked out a picture that, that related to the song, maybe even more, had more point to it than the song sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for instance. You and it was called Songs You Can See, right? Yeah, Songs yeah. You Can See. So that's what, uh, that's what Chalk talk. talk is. It's a performance art combining, mm-hmm. you know, music and sure. visuals. And I would have a, a bunch of paper attached to my board. So I, after each song, you could tear it down and, mm-hmm. and there would be a new nice clean piece of paper waiting. Right. And the floor would be covered with masterpieces and... Uh, so you you guys perf- you guys did the shows at the schools, that and it was, was the chalk talk. Yes, well that was the first thing. With when I did mostly schools, but mm-hmm. also some some grown up ones mm-hmm. like the ones about the Civil War. Okay. And then there was Fred Holstein. Now there was a singer that I really really I, admired. Mm-hmm. I did a quite a few concerts with him. We did it, I know, for the farm workers. And, and you did the chalk t- You did the chalk drawings? Yeah. With Fred? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh. a few times. Yeah. No, Not that nice. many. Mm-hmm. But I, I loved working with him mm-hmm. because he was a beautiful singer. In the port of Amsterdam There's a sailor who sings of the dreams that he brings from the wide open sea. In the port of Amsterdam There's a sailor who sleeps While the river bank weeps To an old willow tree That's when I met uh, Rebecca Armstrong. Okay. She was my permanent partner for 15 years. Yeah. And that was a wonderful uh, meeting because... She was very young mm-hmm. and very green and very delicate at that time. And I was very old and very uh, wanting to be strong, you uh-huh. know. Uh-huh. So the, the combination was good. She strengthened up in no time uh-huh. and turned out <laughs> to be a wonderful, powerful singer. And, and you and Rebecca traveled around? and We did, yeah. I was... At the same time, working with with unions, mm-hmm. and so I was oh, right. able to uh, to make the connection, so that we would sing at union affairs or at conventions or particular rallies. Yeah, and that was really fun. And Rebecca was very creative in helping 
to, you know, adapt material to folk songs that, sure. that related to the particular situations. We did songs for the steel workers, for nurses, uh -huh. for the typesetters in the old days when printing had typesetters. And, and, Peg, who else did you do the chalk talks with besides Rebecca? Did you, was she, I know she was your main person, but. Well, with Kristen Lems, I did a lot. She brought in a lot of people from the peace movement. Mm -hmm. We did things around the peace movement. We did things about the around the civil rights. Let me see who else. Did you do some with Pete Seeger? Too? I did. Well, recently I did the ones with Pete Seeger. Okay. Well, it wasn't that recent. It was toward the end of my career, but it was uh -huh. in the big strike uh, in uh, Pennsylvania that that I first met met Pete. We only connected over the phone till we, the very day of the affair. Oh my gosh. We decided what songs we would do mm -hmm. and how many verses. Oh. That was it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I think there's a funny story on your yeah. on your documentary where you say that you had it all worked out with him. Yeah. And then the very last, yeah. and then he decided to sing one more verse. Right. He couldn't <laughs> stop. It was all still going too yeah. well. Doing the drawing with, with songs has been one of the major pleasures of my life. I really enjoyed it. You know, to go to work and have somebody singing, what could you be better? Yeah. You know, yeah. at nine o'clock in the morning, we did it for years and I loved it. Amsterdam, there's a sailor who was born on a muggy hot morn by the dawn's early light. And you're you're friends with Ella Jenkins too, right? Oh yes. Yeah. I met Ella way before yeah. at the JCC. She was teaching. We were both working for $15 an, a session, teaching <laughs> uh, teenagers in the JCC in, in Chicago. What's the JCC? Jewish Community oh, Center. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's where I met her. We didn't perform there. Okay. But much later after I had begun performing. She invited me to work with her. She, she was connected with the church in... Uh, uh, where she lived. Yeah, where she <laughs> lived, near North Side. Right, okay. Anyway. Do, yeah, she still belongs. I know yes. people that belong to that church, and they still And that know, church yeah. used to have a yard outside where people could come on the street and look over the wall and uh, low wall and mm -hmm. watch and listen to the shows. And we did quite a few. And that's the only place that I know of that people took the pictures I drew and 
spent a lot of money to get them framed with glass and beautiful, oh. and they were hanging in the church oh, or in the building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think other people probably have done that, but I've never seen it. And you, you illustrated some of her, her records, right? Her albums? Her oh, CDs? yes. Yeah. Yeah, I still have that. Yes, it's still around. Yeah. Tell us about the murals and how those came about. Wynne wanted to have this great chest that he had bought in the, in the lobby of the Armitage School there for the opening. Okay. Did you decide to paint Big Bill and Pete and Woody? Were those, was that your idea, or did he I want you to do that? I think it was Wynne's idea. I think okay. he commissioned them. I always found him a little bit intimidating because he knew so much. He was so wise, you know, and I knew so little of some of that history because mm -hmm. I was raised in a in London, in England, and the history that I was taught was not American history. Mm -hmm. I had to catch it up as I went along, you know. So Wynne was, was a wonderful teacher. But he wasn't a chatty kind of person. No. At least not with me. Mm -hmm. But he was always a joy to be with. I think when I started at the school, the whole the whole lineage of the people that went through the school was something that really struck me and interested me. And I loved knowing about the history. And, you know, Mark was so good about making sure we knew who our founders were and who these, you know, what happened and somehow it made it the music come to life more. So I, I think I we couldn't wait to meet you. <laughs> I just remember him talking about you and you painting those murals, and we just I just was so excited to hear you were part of our family, right, our lineage. Right. You know, that's I love that. Yeah. yeah. I just love knowing that we're all in it together in this river, and you're up here, and we're back here, and yeah, you know. The, the school to me was a place where we really could go and hear stuff that was so enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It was so to my taste, you know. I right. loved that kind of music. Simple. Yeah. Nothing fancy. We just went there a lot. Mm -hmm. Did a few shows there. Sure. And I just, I mean, I was nobody, but somebody <laughs> that, that loved the place. Happy 100th birthday, Peggy. Next week on the Archives, we'll be featuring stories from John Lankford and Sally Timms of the Mekons. Yep, those Mekons, the legendary art collective turned punk rock band that's been around since the late 70s. The interview you just listened to was recorded in 2017 as part of our partnership with StoryCorps. The music you heard comes from the audio archive of the Resource Center at the Old Town School of Folk Music. See the episode notes for more details and go to oldtownschool.org slash StoryCorps to hear more stories. There you can also learn how to share your own story as part of our ongoing oral history project. You can subscribe to the archives via iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy what you've heard, please review us on Apple Podcasts and follow Old Town School Archives on Facebook. I'm your host, Marie Valindo. Thank you for listening. That's the glory of love.